Here we go, folks. Welcome back to the Prowlers Podcast. I'm Joe Pace, and I'm here with Jeremy Skiba. Well, I hope everybody's having a great week, and this is edition number three, and we're excited for it. I know, episode three. So, yeah, week three already. That's crazy. It's like flying by already. <laughs> Seems like yesterday we started this. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, well, guys, uh... This is going out Friday. I know some of you may have already heard then, but uh, Ahmed Mafus quit his team in Slovakia. Was he playing in Slovakia? Yeah, I believe so. Yep. So Fus, his, uh, he's quit that franchise, and he's headed back here. So uh, let's see if he'll go to Elmira and sign. I was going to say, not here as in Port Huron. Well, no, no, (laughs) FHL, FHL talk, I guess. But, yeah, Yeah, what do you guys think about that? We're back, episode three, we're on the prowl, and Foos could be back in the FHL after the release just went out how many weeks or months ago? Oh, oh, when he signed? He signed, I think, September 1st. Where, with them? Yeah, and then I think it came out... uh, Monday of this week that oh, he was okay. returning. Oh, uh, so he was there for about a month, uh, maybe like five, six weeks. Well, short lived. Two of that fourteen days was in a quarantine in yeah, a hotel room I, all alone. Yeah, but yeah, true. I mean, it's I I didn't see this coming. You know, I I, I was kind of excited for him to be honest because you know he's been in this league a long. I think from the start, right? With uh, he was here. His first season was with uh, Akasasni, yeah. won yeah. the championship with Dajane and all them. And, yeah. Um. I was excited to see him go, you know, because I, you know, I'd like to see him how uh, we can do it in a new league. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, I, I'm a little bit surprised. I, I also saw that he played in their preseason and early, um, well, few I guess a few regular season games with them. Uh, stats aren't online; I couldn't find them. But yeah, bit of a surprise. Yeah, you mentioned Pierre Dagenet, who he played with. So some of the Port Huron fans may not have known him from the FHL. You might know him from the NHL, (laughs) because uh, when he was in the league playing against us with Foose in Akasasi, they had a great team. They had a bunch of other guys that were all draft picks to the NHL or played in the AHL for a time. But uh, they, they were just... They are sometimes just unstoppable. Yeah, and they were yeah. scary. I, I believe but it. But he yeah. could unload a cannon. This guy, Dagenet, he had an NHL shot in the FHL. And even though Billy Tibbetts played here, too, we love Billy Tibbetts, but, uh, it like, it, Pierre Dagenet would shoot sometimes from a step inside the blue line and be picking a top corner. And you're like, you're thinking, did the goalie not know he was <laughs> shooting there? And uh, Bren Lindoff could vouch for it, a great friend of mine. But Lindoff, he said that you just couldn't stop it. Sometimes when that thing, he goes, you just barely see it. You just hear it whiz by you. It's like, uh, what's it, the Randy Johnson pitch? Oh, when he hit that bird? <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> and the bird just... <laughs> Like that, oh. uh, and it's funny, Dajane, because I, I I've heard stories before I came here to Port Huron. I was broadcasting um, with a minor league baseball team uh, in Sparta, where well, in the next town over from Sparta where I lived, and the broadcaster there was the broadcaster um, for the uh, New Jersey Outlaws. The season they won the uh, championship, and yeah, he was telling me stories about Dajane, and I was like, oh, you know, it's really interesting. So and, that was his second year. So the team was good that year but like not as good as that first year the first year they were like stacked mm-hmm. the next year the team had changed hands a few times during the first season like one owner couldn't pay the guys as much as he <laughs> yeah promised. right some I, of the guys yeah. making like 1600 bucks a week like crazy money but uh Dajene, some of the guys were getting paid in casino chips <laughs> and then they go to the casino play a hand <laughs> of blackjack cash in all their chips and uh, then get this big massive paycheck. I remember you telling me about that when we were a mentor. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I love this league. Well, that's so and that's fun. The thing. I wasn't on the team. I couldn't vouch for it. But I've played with Foose and other guys, and I've heard these stories. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Akasasi, they were suspended from the league. The whole team, the team, the organization, and every player for at the end of a playoff series with. Uh, Thousand Islands privateers, like when they were in Alexandra Bay in this old rink, Bonnie Clyde Castle, mm-hmm. old rink. So uh, they're in Bonnie Castle, 
and uh, they get into a brawl at the end of a playoff game. So the privateers advance and move on. Akasasi's out. They just start fighting. Clear <laughs> the bench, just start brawling, fighting. It's out of control. It was the craziest fight ever. And uh, that series and rivalry had already been crazy that year. Thousand Islands was already so scared of them at one point. They said, the whole team said, we're not getting on the bus and going to play our away game. They played Friday night in Thousand Islands, is like in January. Yeah. And then they had Saturday on the island in Akasasi. And the whole team, but like two guys, were like, no way I'm going. Yep. We're going to get murdered. No, <laughs> no. Like physically hurt. They were like, no, no way we're going. And uh, so they got replacement players, and Akasasi had their healthy scratches play on Thousand Islands, and they played the game, and all oh, the wow. players were t- suspended and cut and gone off the team for not getting on the team bus. It was a disaster. But that was year two. So yeah. that was 2011-12 yeah. something. Yeah, and, and Dajane, uh, just for uh, clarification, uh, 68 games played in the league, had over 100 goals and 197 points in two seasons played. Yeah. Man, so one game in Danville, our only goal, I said, if we shut him down, him and Foos, not really Foos so much in this other guy, but like him personally, yeah. like him. We say we keep him, him him off the scoreboard personally. Get all zeros, zeros across the board. We're going to win. We did, and we won, and he <laughs> lost his mind. I, I think He lost his mind. I, I, he was so mad. He was so mad. The broadcaster um, um, that I used to do baseball with, Brett Luthner, who did uh, again, The Outlaws, uh, told me a story of one time he was in New Jersey, Dagenet, and I think... I don't remember the outcome of the game, but afterwards he was fighting with fans in the stands and stuff. And oh, just, probably yeah. oh, in New Jersey, you had to walk past all the fans. Okay, makes to sense. get to the locker room. Okay, and they were the worst. They would, the, yeah, they <laughs> would always interact with fans and uh, right their face and just oh man, it was nuts. It was uh, just even warm ups against them. You couldn't even warm up. Two laps and they're grabbing guys oh, like, hey, God. let's go, let's fight, and, and you're like, whoa. And, and what was the? Because I think that 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 rink is in. Wayne, New Jersey, I think it was. Yeah, remember the that, name of it? Well, that year when they were the New Jersey Outlaws, it was like in Wayne, right there. Uh, I don't know. I'd love Paul to visit Billy it. McCreary. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> why was he? Was he yeah, coaching there? That no, time? he was playing on the team. Oh, he was. Okay. I know. And then I think he stayed around there to. He, he did because team. he coached the Skyland Kings, which are again another town next to me. Uh, they have an NA3 How team. The- no, I mean, that's how I knew Billy McCreary. Guys, this yeah. is how hard it is to keep Jeremy on track. <laughs> Literally, he's talking about New Jersey, and his buddies brought him up three times. So, big shout-out. <laughs> we don't do these shout-outs all the time, but who's your buddy? Uh, well, Brett Luthner. Brett Luthner, yeah. big shout-out to you. I don't remember you, but I'm sure if I saw a picture, you were a big stack guy. We interacted <laughs> at the rink or something. So, props to you, and... Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's start yep. moving on because yep. we're supposed to have Matt Graham here with us today. Matt Graham's not here with us today, and I'm happy because we get to have just me and Jeremy time, <laughs> and we don't Matt messing it all up. So let's move on because there's something precedent that it could change hockey if if the OHL tries mm-hmm. to play after being told they can't have physical contact, like. What's next? So if you haven't heard, Jeremy, who who said it? It's the Prime Minister of Sports or something? Uh, yeah, I, th- I, I think so. I mean, I read about it last week, but um, yeah, I, I was the Prime Minister of, uh, I think maybe of the OHL. Uh, I, it's a woman. No, 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 I think so. It's the Prime Minister, I believe, of sports, Jeremy, or something, with the Canadian government told the governors of the uh, Ontario Hockey League, a major junior league in Canada, which is the Premier League, Mm -hmm. you know, out of the three, you have the QMJHL, which is the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and they're AAA, Mm -hmm. and then you have the OHL, 
and then you have the Western Hockey League. And the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League, has always produced yeah, it's phenomenal the, uh, players. It's definitely the best out of the three. Yeah, yeah and the, that's the thing. There's argument that the other two are better. Oh, more goalies come from here. Crosby came from here. Yeah. Oh, look at all the big defensemen we've put out of the Western League, yeah. this, that. But, uh, yeah, the OHL, I grew up watching them, and I thought they were the coolest. Yeah, Plymouth I, Whalers, I, London Knights, watching those games. Games as a peewee, I just play Compuware or Honeybake down mm-hmm. in Detroit, and then you walk over. The rinks were attached. We would play Compuware or Honeybake on this side, and you walk over that side and watch the Whalers play. And yeah, you know, usually if they were playing the London Knights, there was some good scraps. Yeah, and it's funny because right. I guess you can't even do that this year now. Uh, well, no and so, that, no hitting, so yeah. they were told no physical contact, and I think in the wording it says like you know, like you know, non-incidental. So mm. like obviously you know you're playing, you're going to be bumping into each other. But I'm guessing no big hits, no open ice hits, and they want no fighting. Yeah, yeah, right. I, and I think that'll really just change the game around so, i think of it from a so scouting a holding, standpoint so, imagine yeah. because of covid a holding and you were within six feet of a player <laughs> you got a major and you were kicked out of the game yeah i know because, because <laughs> of being like a health risk instead oh of like my yeah gosh. what a, like just just ridiculous like i i don't know where we would go from here uh, like how would it how would fans react to fhl hockey with no contact, because I know there's games that I see us playing no contact, and it's the most boring <laughs> hockey I've ever watched. Yeah. I'm like, come on, guys! W- would it sink the league? You think? Oh, it would have. It would. <laughs> it, it it would do what happened to basketball. Mm. Like uh, NBA ratings were the lowest they've ever been. Really? You didn't read that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I well, I know in the finals, maybe the you finals, guys could maybe. Yeah, yeah, oh, right? that's what you mean? Okay, yeah. I thought you meant like season. No, season. no, okay. no. Right now mm. in their bubble playoffs. Yeah. Hockey, I thought, killed it, yeah, right? Absolutely. Didn't they have great ratings? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know. I just think if the FHL had no contact, what would it be? What would it be to our fans? You've interacted with fans on the road and at home. What do they want to see? Hitting, hitting and fighting. I mean, that's that's. I feel like what has made this league so. Uh, I don't think infamous is the right word, but it's like old time hockey here, and it's what the people love, and I, I I love it too. It's it's it's. I feel like I'm watching. You know, I watch the NHL versus here, and I feel like this is like. Ten times more physical. Well, you know. so this league was made after the Federal League of Slap, slap Shot. Yeah. So, yeah. but that league was copied off the EHL, which mm-hmm. was like the earlier version of the East Coast Hockey League. It was the EHL, Eastern Hockey League, and they were like a feeder league to the NHL, like a minor league system. And some teams were affiliated, some weren't. And that's where John Brophy played mm-hmm. for the Long Island Ducks. Do you know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember the story, yeah. Oh, oh, me telling you. Yeah. But you grew up on Long Island. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I were they around? Uh, no, like... not when you were okay, around. Yeah, that's did I your dad grow up on Long Island? Uh, my mom did. My dad Then grew it up was in around when she was <laughs> yeah, okay. a kid. And there's also, well, and it's also, you mentioned Long Island Ducks. There's a, there's a baseball team there now called the Long Island no Ducks. No way. They, yeah. So they stole their name. Hey, probably. Maybe it's the same logo, but. Oh, no. Their logo was probably so old. Where, where in Long Island did they play? Was in, probably was Nassau who Coliseum. Knows? Okay. Yeah, I think, I think we could Google it and look it up. But uh, that is old-time hockey, mm-hmm. and that's what this league was made after. Be in these northeastern cities and, like, through the <laughs> Midwest and Ohio and West Virginia and all over and kind of where our footprint is. Like, once now we've went down to North Carolina and Georgia, we've ventured further out than they were, and now we have a bigger footprint than those leagues back then. And uh, that I'm proud of that. We got a pretty big footprint, and that's awesome. But, uh, you know, we're still in some of those original areas. The Delawares, the New Jerseys, the Connecticut's, the, you know, all yeah. over where we are in the Northeast. That's where this league was. But we're not in the same cities because those cities all belong to junior teams. Yeah. Johnstown, Charlestown, wherever, wherever all these teams were based out of. You know, they all have teams already. But, yeah, we were supposed to be physical, old-time hockey. 
you know, that's how we were going to market this and sell it. And that's how it was presented to the owners that were coming in those original first two seasons and they were growing from there and after that you know it uh you know it took a long time to get us to where we are now and the game has changed so much over the last 12 years or whatever since this was an idea from when they had it as an idea back in 2008 2009 and all of a sudden they made it happen and it started to grow, and now we're 10 years, 12, 11 years later from the first game, and, like, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, the game's so different. We're going to have a junior league that's usually got the most fights, <laughs> playing with no contact. We got guys wanting to play with full cages, probably. Yeah, I was going to say, if they can do, I believe the term's like that, fishbowl, where it's like a clear... Basically, like a clear, like something you'd wear if you had a, like a jaw injury or something like that. I remember hockey plays in the NHL playing. Yeah, uh, why they, would they need to wear that? What? Oh so no, we no, don't no. cough on each yeah, other. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. Is that not? I mean, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know I'm if that's going to do anything. But, but uh, yeah, it's just something to think about. I mean. Yeah, I would never. Yeah. If someone told me I had to wear that, no, I don't even want to wear that thing. I wear uh, now. the visor. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I want to yeah. wear nothing. The helmet. Bam. Yeah. That's how I started playing. That's how you keep it minimal cuts in your face and eye injuries. The visor, things just get stuck up in there. It's horrible. I, and another thing to think about with no hitting is how it kind of impacts scouting in a way. So, you know, how do you look at a power forward or a guy that yeah. is known for like throwing the body around that might be drafted later like a Matt Martin or something like that? Or even Tom Wilson was a first-round pick. And he was known for doing Some that. Some of these whole, guys are going into yeah. their draft year yeah, yeah. in the OHL, and how are you supposed to compete like that? Yeah, I mean, like, don't you think their game's going to look maybe not as good if they can't throw the body around? Like something yeah, they're known right. for doing, you know, like one of their strongest parts of the game? I don't know. It's Yes, yeah. absolutely yeah. it is. Like, you're just going to have to guess as a scout. Yeah, yeah or, or look at past game film. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting, but... What about know. so we know the NHL just played contact hockey in, yeah. in the playoffs mm-hmm. and we're good. Yeah, all the players are good. They're at home. They're celebrating. They're good. I mean, yeah, the problem was there was in a bubble. I don't know if Canada's or uh, the OHL or even all we the other live in, in a fucking. Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. We live in a bubble the whole season anyway, folks. We live in a bubble. Like we're on the when we go on the road. Who do you talk to that's not in our direct circle? I mean, do fans count? I don't know. I mean... No, but, okay, so minus fans at the visiting arena. Imagine if we had to come in and come out and had zero contact with the visiting fans. From when we left here with the bus packed up to when we arrived there, who do we talk to? Oh, yeah, yeah, nobody. So we're in a bubble. On the bus. All right. I mean, yeah, okay. I, so, no. Uh, in the bu- on the yeah, bus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in our own bubble. Yeah. Because we're not, like, we hit a gas station. Eric, I was going to say that. Our, dr- yeah. our drivers are filling up. We're doing things. The players could stay on the bus. We could bring supplies to the bus. Mm-hmm. Waters, Gatorade. They don't even have to get off. Yeah. Uh, to pee, stretch the legs. Say, go to the bathroom. But then, yeah. you know, they're, they're at that time, what you're saying, you know, Okay, we exposed ourselves to a bathroom. We could pee outside. Yeah, I, I, I maybe we should change the laws to that. All urinating outside along the roadways are completely okay because you don't want to go in rest areas. It's COVID nineteen prevention. Yep. So we so we we stop along the side of the road. We go bathroom break, dry land, stretch the legs, and now we're at the hotel. Who do you talk to at the hotel that's not on our team? No one. So it's just maybe just the concierge just, and the yeah. you know to check yeah. in yeah and who, if you guys all waited on the bus and no one came inside and I checked in got all the keys and came out to the bus passed the keys out and we went in a back door and went up to our rooms who sees us no one so okay now we entered the hotel in our own bubble. And now we stay in our rooms and we go to the rink and we don't interact with fans. We play the other team. Hopefully their bubble was as clean as our bubble, <laughs> and then we we're good. FHL bubbles, folks. What do you guys that, think? It's not perfect, but what do you think? That's kind of that's how we've traveled for years. The only difference is the players follow me in, and they all stand in the lobby right behind me, waiting for their key, mm-hmm. instead of 
productively doing something outside, like sweeping and cleaning the bus. <laughs> that does sound like an FHL bubble, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not perfect, but it'll get, it'll do. Yeah, it'll do. It'll do, Pig. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like I don't know. I don't know how I would react to living in that bubble that they had to live in. Like, the one LeBron was in, he didn't see his kids, came mm. home, taking all the videos. So, if you didn't know, LeBron picked up a championship. Still, yeah. not as good as MJ. Sorry. I, I, he's, okay. he's a good MJ for this generation. MJ, better than him. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, you know, I'm I'm not... The biggest basketball guy, the knowing knowledge and stuff like that. Um, I mean, this is a debate, you know, you always hear, but I mean, I, I really don't know, Joe. I don't know. I can't pick a side. I don't know enough. What? I, I can't pick a side. So I don't know. I'm not a big basketball. Bo- what year were you born? What year was I born? 1997. 97. MJ was so around. In one year, you missed everything. Did you I? You saw I, one of the I, Wizards. I thought, uh, no, Wizards was like 2002, I think. Yeah, What? and still, you remember watching that? No, I, okay, I'm a Knicks thanks. fan. I, I don't want to watch. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know. You didn't even know who Patrick Ewing is. No, I know who that is. Yeah, but Knicks did you ever watch No, him no, because I think he was traded. Oh, Guys, I, think I, read I can't in even talk sports with Jeremy. He's so young. <laughs> Jeremy, I think I had already won three, four state championships playing hockey by the time you were born. Hey, Joe, do you remember watching Stan Makita and Bobby Hall? I never saw them <laughs> okay. play, yeah. but I saw them skate in a charity event. Really? Yeah. And then they, uh, not Stan Makita, maybe Stan, but Bobby skated out in 2010 on the Blackhawks. Uh, oh, like an alumni like, game? No, they do the last what? shift. Oh, Where oh, alumni okay. or some ambassador, old person from the team, comes and skates out and does the national anthem with the team. Mm-hmm. And he skates out, gives everyone high five, and they do some video of him. And then he does the national anthem, and then he skates off the ice. Well, or maybe he does a ceremonial puck uh, drop. Uh, I don't know. I just realized, but, you know, you're you're from, I believe, Chicago, yeah. I know, Illinois. Yeah. So now I know why you really do like MJ. Yeah. <laughs> but he was the best. And people that. all around the world love MJ. Of course. You know, like they still wear his shoes. No, I don't wear his shoes. I, I got to ask you another question because you know I see some Red Wings merchandise in your house okay. and in your office. Are, so, are you a, a yeah, Blackhawks so, fan? So or? before Bob Probert was even traded mm-hmm. to the Blackhawks or signed as a free agent, mm-hmm. we already loved Bob Probert. Mm-hmm. We hated him when he beat up all the guys on the Hawks like Dave Manson and you know Stu Grimson mm-hmm. and all these guys, and he knocked out who's that guy McGill knocked him out. The, all these guys, but uh, Proby was the best, but Stevie Y, we loved him. I think my brother wore number 19 for like two or three seasons because of Stevie Y and Joe Sackick mm-hmm. because two great centermen, great forwards, like, you know, he was a forward. I always was a forward till I switched to a defenseman. That's how defensemen come defensemen. Right. You're just a forward, and one year they're like, he could skate backwards, he plays good. <laughs> oh, there's one shift at D. Oh, you're stuck on D forever. Mm-hmm. So, ah, uh, but so you're, yeah, you're a fan of both. both yes. Things. Okay. And uh, so, uh, love the wings, love what they did. One of my great friends from home, Brett Lebda played for the Red Wings, won a Stanley wow. cup with them, was line mates with Chelios. He wow. spent like, you know, look up Brett Lebda. He played over 400, 500 games. Name in sounds the familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Google them, folks. Google them. Brett Lebda, Stanley cup ring with the Detroit Red Wings. Wow. So, but yeah, let's talk about some other NHL mm-hmm. guys. We're talking about all these old ones. Jeremy, you got a bunch of free agents for hockey today. Yeah, and you know, this is um, a very interesting free agency period because usually what happens is in a normal year, uh, after the Stanley Cup is won, you know, uh, GMs, um, scouts, thing, uh, people, uh, player management personnel start contacting free agents and they host them and show them the arena and the city and stuff like that. They have about maybe a, one or two weeks. And then usually by July 1st, you know, it comes out, all these guys are signed, all the big-name free agents. Usually usually they don't take a few days. Um, but this year, the Stanley Cup was won, I believe, what was it, like two days later, it was the draft. Or maybe a few days later, there was a draft. And then two days after the draft, it was free agency. So still a lot of big names still out there. Yeah, if you yeah. guys didn't follow it, it all happened really quick. 
And, uh, you know, I know that just the other day, the Vegas Golden Knights signed a big-time defenseman. Mm-hmm. So That's Alex Petrangelo. And at the time I wrote our rundown, he wasn't signed yet, but all the indicators were pointing towards him going to Vegas. He signs a seven-year deal worth $8.8 million a year. Imagine if you could have broke that story, Jeremy. Just no, no. guessed it. I wish. I wish the how'd notification. How did you say the things were pointing that way? What was pointing that way? Uh, listen, uh, July first. Did someone see him go there for a visit? Did they spot him at the rink? What happened? Well, usually July first is one of my favorite days of the year. I absolutely love free agency frenzy. Um, I always try to stream it from TSN or Sportsnet on my computer. Um, but I'm always following insiders on Twitter. I mean. Low so, key, I would love to so, be an insider one day. So how much? But, so this guy, he's gonna get sixty-one yep, million. Yep. So this guy could own all eight FHL teams and help <laughs> us out. So figure it out, Alex. Help us, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> but also, one, I didn't think he was gonna want to leave Arizona because Arizona is so promising. Taylor Hall, what are you doing going to Buffalo? Uh, yeah, that was that that contract signing happened. Um, I think it was like seven o'clock at night, and I was. I didn't usually, you know, it happens during the day, but I, I was very surprised. It's uh, a one-year, eight million dollar deal. I think the the reason for this is he might not have been able to get a long-term deal. Uh, has a lot of injury problems in the past, and I don't think he had a great season. So I think I look at well, this, and he got traded in the middle of yeah, the season. Yeah, you know, and, and I look at this as a bridge contract. It's a prove-it year for him. And I think after this, eight million to prove it. That's uh, well, a lot of money to prove. Well, it's a, it's a short con- it's a short contract. It's only one year, so I think he, after this, he's going to look for a long term deal. Maybe try and lock him it up. It could be a retirement plan. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'm just <laughs> I, you, I, you if know. you knew it was your last season in the NHL and you were going to make eight and clear what four five after taxes and escrow and all the other stuff. Yeah, you're you're going home with a retirement plan. You put a million dollars in a good account or invest it the right way, you're surviving for years off that money. Right, but he's also 28 years old. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Like, well, yeah, things I, happen to guys like in their early 30s if he's already well, true. injury prone. I'm, but if yeah. people aren't offering him stuff, and then he's got to go to the KHL. Well, know, well, the guy's way his careers end. Uh, yeah, I, I they, think NHL turns their back on him. I, everybody was surprised he signed with Buffalo, and I say it's a prove it year. He also uh, coached there, Ralph Kruger. He played under in 2013 with the Oilers, so I think there's some familiarity there. But I, I, you know, I I still look at it as a bridge deal. He's 28 years old. He might want to get like a long term deal, more money coming. I guess next July 1st, or you know, hopefully it's July 1st. Uh, you know, now. A guy that should have already saved because it looks like he's on the way out. One year, one year, one point five million for Hendrick Lundqvist to go to Washington. That's a retirement deal. Uh, That's a guy on his way out there. You see that? So you Taylor Hall. He better take advantage of this one where he gets eight for one year because Hendrick Lundqvist. He's way better than you, buddy, and he's only got one point five. Yeah, well, I, I to think go to a team that won the Stanley Cup two years ago. That I think that's why. He's t- Obviously, Lundqvist he isn't the same goalie he is anymore. I mean, you know, I'm an Islander fan, but I will admit, Henrik Lundqvist is like one of the greatest goalies I've ever seen in my lifetime. No question. But your lifetime was different than my lifetime. Okay, yes, yes. I saw Mike Richter. Yeah, yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> and John Davidson, maybe too. And no, Richter yeah. was a man. He had thirty-inch pads. It, well, yeah, I know. Yeah, but because uh, they like shortened down the pad length now. But yeah, I, I this is a deal where he's like, I'm hoping to win a cup this year. Um, you know, he, he's on his way out. I mean, it's him, and it'll be uh, Ilya Samsonov between the pipes. Uh, for the uh, Washington, can get more games. I, I, I would assume Samsonov. However, I. I don't know if there's any tension there because I don't know if you remember this before entering the bubble. He was in an ATV accident or, or something, and he couldn't come to the bubble. He was injured. Really? So I, 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 I don't love it. He was out having fun. He y- was living life. Yeah, this is before the, I believe before the bubble. So I, I'm I'm very curious to see you know how the Capitals address that. And Peter Laviolette, now the coach there, pretty stern guy. If you ever watched the uh, Road to the Winter Classic. Um, in 2012 with their uh, Flyers and Rangers. I mean, this guy, yeah, there's no, no beat. No, 
no BS yeah, with him. That yeah. was the one with the the universe talk. Yes. And, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was one of the best ones. But you got all these other goalies written down here. Yeah. Forget all these other goalies. Jeremy's got every free agent goalie written well, down. He wants to talk about all of them. Well, Let's move on. Well, hold on. Because just, we're from Detroit. We're from Michigan. And the wings are picking up guys. Well, well I just want to say with the goalies, it was a huge goalie market this year. And it was some surprising moves here. But... Like Jacob Markstrom going to Calgary for six years, thirty-six million. I, I don't. I wouldn't give him that long or that much money. That's just my opinion. I, I still think I'd rather have Markstrom as a backup. But yeah, a, a lot of goalie moves. It was a big goalie market. But yeah, the Detroit Red Wings uh, coming in last place last year really should have had the number one overall pick. But as usual, the lottery screws them out of it. You know, I'm, I've never been a big fan of the lottery system to be honest um they had the number four pick drafted lucas raymond and they're really going through a rebuild pretty much and they added some pretty good veteran guys here uh bobby ryan the first one one year 1.5 million dollars he's 35 years old and just won the bill masterton yeah and how many teams has he played on now in the nhl three four uh i believe three it's just anaheim and ottawa and now detroit really he was never anywhere else i thought he was in maybe columbus Am I, that was, I think, maybe you're thinking of Matthew Shane. Let me let me look it up real quick. I'm pretty sure it was just, yeah, just Ducks and Senators. That's it. Okay. Yeah. So well, good, good, good goal scorer there. One year, one point five million. I mean, no, good yeah, money for I him. I think yeah. that's a good pickup. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. But yeah, hopefully the Wings get back to where they were. Back in the day, I know it's going to take a few years, but you saw what Stevie Y did with Tampa. He built right. up a Stanley Cup championship team. And that, so who yeah. did he draft and sign off that team? Off Tampa Bay? Yeah. Pretty much everybody. Okay. I, I, almost okay. everybody. Okay. Oh, 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 what, you mean no, from no. the Red... Or, That's what or, I love. I, I love to it. me, I think... Not, think what did you say? Dubois, send him a ring? Yeah, I was, I, I, we were talking about this on the phone the other day. I think they should send him a ring. I think that's pretty much his team. you know. And a lot of people said, you got to give Steve Yeiserman some credit for the Stanley Cup. I mean... You know, uh, this is a team he he pretty much built. Some of the guys might have been there before he came in. I'm not 100% sure the year he came in. But, I mean, uh, through the years when they, you know, they they won the um, last year. Um, well, I think he depart. When did he depart? Last June? Oh, I think he was, he's been gone for a year or two. Yeah. But it, that's the thing. Those guys, the core group, yeah. it, they were the ones he brought in. Like, like uh, uh, what is it? That uh, point guy, yeah. I mean, point was there. Uh, you know, obviously, I did think. he bring in him and Hedman or? Uh, Hedman was two thousand nine. Sam Coast two thousand eight. Uh, Kucherov was, I think, before him too. But he also signed these guys to long term deals. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, he did a ter- terrific job there. And one thing, these free agents, a uh, few others written down: Vladislav Nemestikov, pretty much a twenty goal scorer. Uh, Thomas Grice, new goalie for them, coming from the Islanders. Terrific goalie. I'm definitely going to miss him. Um, what, you're going to miss him for the Islanders? Yeah, I will. Well, now he's on the wings and you live in Michigan. I know, yeah. So whatever. I, I told my girlfriend, we got to go see Thomas this year. <laughs> I, I, I miss that guy. Troy Stetcher, young defenseman fr- from Vancouver. That was a really good move for them. And then John Merrill, a guy played in uh, New Jersey so, and Vegas. So Tons Stevie, of playoff experience. So Stevie, yeah. Stevie Wise is going to be listening to this. Stevie. Jeremy approves of all your signings. Jeremy likes them. Hey, if you need a scout, Steve, let me know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and, and again, like I said, these guys, a lot of the reason for these signings, they trust him and they know that he knows what he's doing. And I, I was very surprised. I didn't think they'd sign this many people. Well, our free agent signing this week that we announced it was probably just as big as those. Yeah. No, I... I <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, terrific job by Steve Yeisman. Yeah. Uh, well, a terrific job by us. We're adding new guys, mm-hmm. new faces to the lineup. So we're adding guys that it's going to be hard for them to crack the lineup. Yeah, you know, I, I, I love yeah. that we are we have some fresh blood coming in, but it's going to be hard for them. Yeah, and these are some quality guys, and you know, obviously, not everybody's going to make it, but that might be a good problem we have in a way. Because we have so much talent here. I mean, you're going to really see it yeah, in training but, camp. These guys fighting for it. But uh, Martin. You know, so a college guy, he wants to come out, he wants to crack the lineup. You got Williams, SPHL mm-hmm. guy, might not have a home. You know, guys like Tondal, mm-hmm. you know, picked up as a free agent this summer. We knew him, we like him, he's got experience in the league. But, you know, we have a lot of bodies. We have a lot of guys that want to play. 
you know, and it's going to be wild. Uh, you know, we're looking at probably, what do you think, probably 100 players from the SPHL that will not have a home. Mm-hmm. Five teams, so 20 guys yeah. on each team, maybe 25. Uh, yeah. You know, 20. It's, so it's, let's say 20 on five teams, that's 100 players with no place to go. No, it's And that's from the SP. How many aren't playing in the East Coast League? Well, I think they announced that their season will start. I don't know no, who's in or yeah. out. I don't. Yeah, that I, I don't know yet. Teams have, I think five teams have already announced from them that they're out. That I did not that's see. That's another 100 players. Well, that's what that's I'm saying. 200 it's, players. This is going to be like pick and choose here, you know. You're really going to have to well, and that's go to work I mean. as a salesman for these guys. And, uh, like, I know our guys are going to be listening to this right now. I hope our guys, this motivates you because, you know, a lot of our guys are as good as them. They really are. Yeah, I yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of me that wants to stay loyal to the guys we have here because they could compete with just about anyone. And, 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 you know, we have guys like Rupert and Labs, you know, oh, yeah. and we have guys that were in NHL 2018. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's the last game I bought. So that's why we were talking yeah. about that before. Yeah, Matt Rupert and Chris Levier in that game. So, yeah, we got some big name guys here as prowlers, guys. So I know sometimes because I'm playing and I'm coaching, you guys think maybe we're not taking it that serious. This is what Barry made a decision to do years ago was, you know, it's now three years ago. And he wanted to do it prior to that. And I was scared to. And then I wanted to do it, and I was ready, and he was ready, and I said, let's go. Like, you know, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it, you know. And I thought more teams were going to have to do what I was doing. And uh, I was, like, ready to be the best player head coach. But now I'm the only player head coach, and you bet your ass I'm still the best coach and player head coach. <laughs> You're better than Paul Newman for sure. <laughs> oh, and one other thing, Joe, with all these SP players – a lot of our guys have SP experience too. Robo, Matt, Matt Graham, Dave Nipper, Dalton J played in the SP. You did. Bobby Sokol, uh, you know, Sam Williams, uh, Corey Simons. You know. Not a big deal. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw it still. I think they, they My could My one full year in the SP, it was in Richmond. Mm-hmm. That was the one full year I was there, beginning to end. Uh, the other year I started there and then I left. And uh, that one year I was there, I was with John Brophy. You know, we right, talked about right. him earlier playing for the Long Island Ducks. He, they, Paul Newman's character was based off of him. Really? There was one mm-hmm. character in the movie that said Brophy on the back of his jersey. It was the guy that said, he, if anyone boards me, I'm going to piss all over myself. <laughs> it was that guy. So that's why John hated the movie. Oh, okay. Brof hated it because of that. They made his name and his character that. If Paul Newman's name was Brof and you know Jeff Brophy or something, I'm sure he wouldn't have been that mad. He had Paul Newman wheeling dealing, yeah. acting like him. But everything Paul Newman did in that movie, it was to replicate John Brophy. Terrific. You know, messing Terrific. with the players' heads, doing all the yeah. crazy stuff. That was Brophy. Yeah, I never got to know Brophy, but yeah, I mean, I think so wait, he that's was a perfect job then. in the SP. And after that, I never wanted to go back to the SP because uh, he rode me so hard. It was uh, I was his whipping boy. I literally bag skated so much because uh, you know, you know, just all crazy things. So one of the stories, a guy got in trouble. Mm-hmm. So a guy got arrested. It was like uh, Saturday night. We played Friday, Saturday at home. Saturday night, we're getting into one. Win or lose, hit the booze. They say we were doing it. We were going, but we we're winning. We started the season ten and zero, so we were having fun. We, were, you know, the leash was off. We were free. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever played hockey before and you were free, you know you could do whatever you want, miss curfew, whatever. You're good. Well, he got arrested. He didn't get kicked off the team, but he had to bag skate. He's skating by himself. So we're all sitting on the bench, and he's skating by himself. Well, the guy he uh, was hanging out with that night, bro, pulled him off the bench, said, hey, you were with him. Come out here. He didn't get in trouble, but now two of them are skating. So... I, being a cheerleader, I bang my stick. Come on, boys. Come on. Keep it up. Keep skating. Keep skating. Trying to cheer him on to skate faster. Well, Brof stops everything. Stops everything. (laughs) He tells those to wait right here. Get out here. Joey, get out here. He goes, you want to cheer them on? Get out here. Mm -hmm. So now I get pulled out there, and I'm skating with them. 
And I'm like, come on, guys, come on. And because I'm not, like, beating them and leaving them in the dust and I'm skating with them and trying to push them, he tells them to go sit on the bench and rest. And I finished the back skate by myself. I didn't even get in trouble. I was just trying to be a good teammate. But by the end of it, I skated by myself for 20 minutes till he made me puke. Wow, okay. <laughs> I, I, I've heard of it, like, like cross-country coaches and stuff doing that, like, at my high school and stuff, but wow, okay. <laughs> so, if you guys didn't know, John Brophy, toughest coach in pro hockey, and I guess he's only just as tough as a cross-country coach at a New Jersey high school. I, and, and, I, <laughs> and, and I'm just questioning, because I know he was... Was he? Did he coach the Maple Leafs, or he was an yes. assistant with? Yeah, he, he was. The, he was the head coach. Get on yeah. YouTube, folks. Type okay. in John Brophy that NHL. Are, he coached the AHL team. He right. coached That's in the WHA, yeah. the Western Hockey, uh, the uh, the World Hockey Association. He coached the WHA. He had a bunch of guys that played there as eighteen-year-olds and nineteen-year-olds, oh, cool. uh-huh. and back then the NHL draft was as a twenty-year-old draft. Really? Okay. So you couldn't get drafted till you were twenty uh-huh. and you were aging out of the OHL, and that was a partnership between the Ontario Hockey Association, the OHL mm-hmm. at that time, OHA. And the NHL to keep players in juniors longer. Mm-hmm. So uh, they would jump ship at that time, jump ship from juniors at 18, go play two years in the WHA, piss everyone off, <laughs> and then get drafted from the WHA to the NHL. So John had five, five. One, two, three, four, five. Five. Number one draft picks one year. One year. Oh, wow. His WHA team went to the NHL. He had Michelle Goulet. He had all these guys. Oh, we'll have to look it up. Yeah. We'll have to put it together in the the comments and the breakdown details of this episode. Wow. But we'll name the five players. John's five first-round draft picks from the WHA. But, uh, yeah, it was a crazy time. And that's how Gordy Howell's kids and stuff ended up playing with him at 18, a year after Gordy had retired from the Red Wings. Wow. It was a different time, folks. But, yeah, yeah wow. some other guys. Who haven't we uh, told on here? Could we creep anyone out? Or not creep anyone out. Could we uh, sneak out a signing on here that we haven't released on the website yet? Um, Matt Stoya. That's one. Uh, well, I hope I hope Stoya like a bro- would be a shoo-in, but yeah, <laughs> Stoya, not official yet, not on the dotted line. So, folks, what do you think? We want to know what you think. Should we have Matt Stoya back? Because I love Stoya. I do, too. But you know yeah. what? It, it, some, people, some people are not a fan of Stoya. You didn't know this? No. Stoya came to us, so you guys that don't know, Stoya came to us last year as a young kid. He was, mm-hmm. what, 19? He's younger 20. than me. Yeah, he's twi- so, he was 20. Yep. Yeah, so he has had trouble with his coaches and stuff. So I don't deny this. You know, I don't try to hide it for him. He got kicked off at teams in the USHL or in the North American Hockey League, and I don't want to call him out for this. This is not here to call out Matt. This is here because Matt's here you know, he came to us last year. He had no good place to go. He could have maybe played in the GMHL, but that's a no good junior league in my in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So uh, he came here, and I, I really had to I had to mentor him. I had to mold him. I had to help him, and I think he's doing a great job. But I think at a lot of times he talked back a little bit to coaches or something and he may have had a discipline problem but I don't know everything and that's why I don't want to call him out but that's where I say maybe there's some guys in the area that have had run-ins with Matt Stoya and they may not be a fan of him but Matt he's a competitor and he wants to win and he wants to win championships and he was up here the other day working out in Mm -hmm. the room and cleaning and I like the kind of guy he is because he took care of the locker room 
room. He takes care of his teammates. So, you know, he always provided stuff for the room. He's a good teammate. Yeah, and I just wanted to – I'm sorry. I was a bit confused before. You, I thought when you said, like, oh, he's had problems, I thought you meant, like, with people here, not oh, not gosh. coaches. My bad. No, yeah, I, I think he's a terrific hockey player, young. Um, I thought he, you were a real journalist. He, oh, I oh. thought you knew backstory <laughs> of people. No, I, I mean, I, I have heard about that before. I thought you were talking about, like, the local so, area. Uh, uh, other yeah. guy we haven't talked about much or mentioned much, another guy that needs to sign on the dotted line to be official, Dalton Young. Another yep. great defenseman, but yes. Another guy, if you're wondering how he came here, what happened, uh, Dalton had problems. Another guy, when he was in juniors, he had problems. I don't know if he walked off or quit his team or got kicked off, but uh, you know, slowly from there it escalated, and he ended up incarcerated. And when he got when he got out, you know our fans know this. We haven't tried to hide it. You know we took him in, you know right away. We didn't say anything. We said we want to give this guy a second chance, second chance at life, second chance at hockey. And uh, for him playing hockey in his second life, it's a blessing. I know. Absolutely, and going back to all these SPHL players, obviously Stoyer earned himself a call-up last year for Evansville. I mean, Dalton Young's a guy that certainly is deserving of a call. He was a terrific defenseman. So Dalton Young, if you don't know more about him, he went to the Washington Capitals prospect camp Mm -hmm. when he was like 17 or 18. He was an OHL player of Saginaw. Yep. So uh, Dalton Young could play at a top level Mm -hmm. if he keeps it up. So he didn't skate or touch a stick or handle a puck for five and a half, six years. So uh, last year he came out, trained hard, and started the season with us at home. He didn't play those first four road games, but started with us at home, and he was absolutely unbelievable. And he had uh, some injuries. He also got sick throughout the yeah, season. Yeah. You know, that's one of the guys I think the bus gave him the first ever yeah, case I, of I COVID. That, yeah. You know, but uh, from there, you know, he really did mature. It was a great season for him. Phenomenal season. Mm-hmm. First season out of like being off for six years. Being out for, of like, the world. Yeah, essentially. Like, yeah, yeah. Ne- not having teammates, not having that camaraderie, that little chitter chatter, going on road trips, mm-hmm. being a part of, you know, a little bit of hazing. Not real hazing, but come on. We tell you, pack the bus, we give you a hard time, you know. We rib <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, it's called yeah. ribs. It's not hazing. We rib you. That means, you know, when a guy like gives you small jabs <laughs> in the ribs and it doesn't really hurt, but it kind of is annoying. Well, that's what happens happens for the rookies it's little ribs little ribs so you know uh all you marks out there you'll know what i'm talking about those ribs mm. it's a wrestling term now is it yeah oh, those marks okay yeah but uh so did we forget to talk about anything this week i do not want to say goodbye to these great fans without talking about something we said we were going to talk about in all our chitter chatter back and forth throughout the week leading up to these so we got to get better at this, folks, because uh, right behind me, I I want to sign off because I have I have some Casey's fries behind me, and I got the spicy chipotle sauce, and I did the spicy seasoning on the fries with the Parmesan seasoning. So I did a Parmesan garlic, the spicy Cajun fry, mm-hmm. and I got it behind me because this podcast is brought to us. By Casey's Pizza of Port Huron, and this food is absolutely phenomenal. So this is just this is just one little taste of the menu. Jeremy's never really gone off the grill menu. So Casey's Pizza started in Port Huron in I believe it was two thousand. What year did he start? Two thousand six. I'm not sure. Oh, I don't, know. I, I don't want to quote it. I think it's right there. Two thousand six. Mm. Casey's opened in Port Huron, and he's expanded little by little. He started pizzas, subs, breadsticks, salads, and he slowly expanded the menu. Now having that grill side and the deep fryers and everything, being able to do stuff like this that he wasn't able to do back in '06. This is next level. Yeah, you opened the box when we first got here, and the whole room just smells amazing. I mean, yeah, this these fries look amazing. I pretty much when I I got the Casey's, all I've gotten were either a pizza. I love the uh, chicken Alfredo one, and then uh, sometimes an Italian sub. Which that that was like in the beginning when I first moved here, whenever I'd go. 
And that's never it. had the fries. I don't Come think. on. I don't... I, I, maybe the si- no, because it comes with chips. You ever get a wrap there? No, no. Salad? No, no, no. Anything else? No, but right I... Right now, they got Italian beefs. So you better go get one. Yeah. And, uh, oh, my gosh. What? Italian subs and sandwiches are just terrific. I love them. <laughs> love, love them. Love them. So, a good hoagie. Jeremy loves a good hoagie. Yeah. And if you're in Port Huron, you need a good hoagie. Casey's Pizza. So, it's really Casey's Downtown Port Huron. And uh, Casey's Pizzas and Subs, that's where you're going to get your hoagies in Port Huron. So this is the Prowlers Podcast. I'm Joe Pace, and uh, I'm here sometimes with Jeremy Skiba. I don't think he's completely always here with us. Yeah, I might be a little lost sometimes. I know. (laughs) This was an awesome episode, guys. I look forward to getting uh, caught up with you next week. Uh, Could we maybe give him a sneak peek what we got ahead? Oh, no, Jeremy's lost because uh, he's uh, well, not no, with well, us. No, I'm, 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 no looking, I'm looking at the calendar behind Joe to see like when we'll record next week. So uh, hopefully, I mean, folks, by next week or the week after, <laughs> hopefully we're announcing to you that a schedule is coming. Hopefully we're letting you know where you're getting tickets, how we're doing this, what's going on, because we are just weeks away from the deadline. You know, So if you didn't know, we're going, uh, I think it is like... I think it's like November 10th or something. They wanted to do it after the election, but really? the owners making sure everyone at least gets, you know, a couple of more weeks to try to wait it out because we know uh, some states, you guys are going backwards. And I know this is a hockey podcast and we don't keep it political, yeah. but, uh, you know, we don't want to go backwards. We no, don't. No, no, we don't. No. So let's do the right things because we got to get out. We got to. Get fans back at games. The more the merrier. Yeah, because we can't have fan noise, fan noise, like subbed in or dubbed in or whatever, overplay anymore. That was horrible. No, I I wasn't a big fan. I'd rather play in silence. Honestly, there's Uh, no one there. Silence. uh, (laughs) uh, It was gross, guys. It was gross. (laughs) Well, we're talking about when they're dubbing in sound for the NHL playoffs. And I think they did it for some other sports, too, as well, right? Uh, I know baseball they did, for sure. But yeah. now, I was watching the baseball game last night. People were there. They were spaced out, but there's people in the stands. Really? Yeah. Is it because they were in Atlanta, in Georgia? Uh, no, no, they're, they're, all... everything's taking place in uh, San Diego, I believe. Are those California. fake people? Were I, looking I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't watched oh my any gosh, of these games. Folks, do not chirp me on here if I think there was fans in the stands at the World Series game. So this is exciting times. We had a Stanley Cup champ. We just crowned an NBA champ all during 2020, during all this BS. Mm. And we're going to crown a World Series winner. Come on, this is pretty good. We're doing good. We're doing right? good. Sports is bad. I said we should have finished our season and we should have crowned We, we should have done a bubble. We should have. Yes, because yeah, the Prowlers would have won it. I'm telling you yeah. right now. Because, listen, hopefully by next week, we're telling you names like maybe Chris Levier, maybe Matt Rupert, you know, maybe saying a name like that, that you recognize. That you play it as an NHL 18. <laughs> yeah, that maybe you used on your Xbox or yeah. PS4. But yeah, guys, uh, I love doing this every week. This is awesome. Uh, stay tuned to hear because we're going to break trades. We're going to break free agent signings. We're going to start doing it on here first so you guys get to listen to it first. There are fans that are committed to this, and then we will release it on the internet because you guys are so loyal. So, uh, yeah, till next week, guys. Will you get anything else? No. Uh, give uh, a good sign-off. Uh, Let's no, hear no. Jeremy give us a good sign-off. Right, well, that'll do it for this ed- uh, edition of the Prowlers Podcast. I uh, hope you guys have a great week, and uh, you know, let's get it going for episode number four. Oh, God. <laughs> Coming out so quiet. <laughs> Don't pass out during that. We'll see you guys next week. Take care.